2022 Wolverine football season is upon us. Welcome to Under the Winged Helmet. I'm Kyle Simmons, and my co-host, none other than Michigan Wolverine and former Arizona Cardinal offensive lineman Thomas Gwines. And we have ASAP Elite podcast host and former Arena League wide receiver Rob Pam. Welcome to the hey, show, what's guys. Going on? Yeah. What's up, boys? Glad uh-huh. to be here. So, we're going to start it off like this. The defending Big Ten champion, Michigan Wolverines. Sounds good. That has a, Sounds good. That has, a, that has a great ring to it. And I'm going to say this. I want to get back to, you know, late uh, 80s, early 90s, where we had five Big Ten championships. Yes, sir. Um, in, in succession. Let's get back to that level of domination. Um, I'm liking where we're going. I'm loving the uh, level of athlete, uh, student athlete, let's be clear about it, that we're bringing in right now. Um, the the expectations at the University of Michigan are always going to be high. There's always going to be a lot of people trying to push us off the mountain. I don't care, you know, if we're at our lowest lows. We are still Michigan. We still have the block in. We are still leaders in best. Mm-hmm. And people are always going to try to give us their best shot. So with that being said, I don't care – what we're doing, how we're doing, we always have a target on our back. And we're going to have to continue to go out there uh, Saturday in, Saturday out, day in, day out. As a lot of people don't really understand, this is a 24-7 job, 365 on the college level, as far as being able to, protect, to prepare yourself to, uh, to, to play one of the best conference, if not the best conference in these United States of America. So not only do you have to be a great student, you have to go out there and continue to compete against some of the best individuals that are actually on your team in order to, to get and keep that starting job all under the auspice of going out there and representing the Michigan Wolverines, wearing that wing helmet and going out there on every Saturday to go out there and get that W for big blue. Yeah. Hey, hey, to back that up, it's funny you brought up that late eighties, early nineties run, man, that five year to, you know, five year to 10 year stretch right there when we were down it, you know, and competitive around the country, that's coming again. And so it's going to be a five-year process here because we're also amongst the richest. You know, if you want to consider the NIL and using that as a recruiting tip, you know, that's going to really make a difference here. And I, I see us really getting back to dominance and the road of glories. And I just see last year, like I said, Harbaugh went back to that three yards from the cloud of dust look, you know, when everybody else was spreading it out. And at this time, you know, defenses really don't practice against that too much, you know. They always practice against that spread. Everybody throwing it around. So teams that are run heavy, you know, you really don't get too much of that. And like you say, during that 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 twelve yard that twelve round fight, you know, next thing you know, you got corn busting out of sideline. Everybody dog tired, and we still we right. still revving. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's a huge thing too, especially with uh, young Bell coming back this season after a super unfortunate uh, uh, season in the injury. It's going to be really. Uh, exciting to see what that young man brings. I know he's going to have a lot of enthusiasm. He's he's going to be chomping at the bit to get back out there in the field to reestablish his dominance as one of the not only just the Big Ten but one of the nation's top receivers. So yeah. to your point, we're going to go ahead and establish that run, pound these guys, get these guys tired, start getting you know eight guys up in the box, then let's spread them out and let's take the let's take the top off of it. Let's go vertical. Let's go deep. Ronnie Bell last year is a late first round, early second round pick. All day, but you know what? No. But you know what? At this particular point in time, as as long as health is no longer an issue, definitely can be an early first round pick. There you go. No doubt about that. So, 
Well, that's, I guess we already went over our expectations for the season. I like the way that sounded. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's get after it. Well, yeah. So let's just take a look at the schedule then. Like you said, let's get right to it. So right now the Wolverines are facing two teams ranked in the AP top 25 with Michigan State and Ohio State. But there's Iowa and Penn State nipping right outside of the top 25. They actually got like 160 plus votes. So they're they're right there. So uh Figure by the time we play them, probably be right. So, um, Rob, are there any games yeah. that jump out you so far on this schedule? And one thing with two teams in that top 25, you really can't take that as much. Because last year, I think we had uh, eight teams, seven or eight teams, you know, in the top 25. And we the top 10 was loaded with Michigan Wolverines. Right now, two teams, top 25, really holds no weight. You know, last year, I think we had seven or eight teams in the top 25 all throughout the season. You know, it can beat anybody in the country. Uh, same thing this year. Teams are going to fall off. Next thing you know, the Big Ten is top uh, top and loaded. You know, so you really can't even prediction right now about that end game. You know, we're going to Ohio State, should I say, and everybody overlooking everything, every other game, because the games that we play our rivals, our closest rivals, are going to set us up to, to, to you know, jump the uh, Clemsons. You know what I'm saying? Jump the uh, – who should I say? We, we can jump past the, the Arizona State, uh, you know, uh, Arizona State uh, Sun Devils. You know, we can jump past pretty much. We can jump past the uh, the teams that will be there that don't have that strength the schedule. Uh, the Cincinnati's, you know, just to be for real, you know, that that's there because of the fact that they don't go through anybody. So, yeah, I, I like that. I think we'll be okay. So, Thomas, what do you think of the schedule? I mean, you know, the schedule is the schedule. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes many people get caught up in, you know, numbers. This team is number one and this team's number 25. At the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, if it was left up the paper, why go play the game? So when you start talking about the most important game, the most important game is going to be coming up this upcoming Saturday against those Colorado State Rams. So we got to continue to bring our A game from day one. And what I'm looking for out of this this year's, this 2022 Michigan Wolverine team is can we press the gas consistently and have a level of sustainability that's going to give us the momentum needed once we get into the thick of things within the Big Ten, hopefully getting us another uh, burst back into the national scene to go into the playoffs and to, uh, you know, definitely show our wares and get a little bit deeper in that playoff picture. Right. So... I'm going to jump to our Wolverine spotlight. So, Thomas, are there any guys, any players on this team that you got your eye on who you think might have a big year? Now, it's funny that you should ask me that. Do you not see the big fella behind me? Ladies and gentlemen, that's what I represent. It's all about the fat kids up front. You know, uh, I'm looking at this offensive lineman, at the offensive line as a whole, I should say. Um, a lot of the different publications and people which I've been talking to as of late, but everyone's saying that the strength of this Michigan team is going to be the offensive line, as it should be. So um, looking at number 76, Ryan Hayes, returning, started two-time um, All-Big Ten. Uh, this guy's got a lot of snaps, has a lot of seasoning on him, so I'm looking to see what type of leadership he brings to the table. All right? He's um, going to be one of our tackles right now, so he's going to be one of our bookends. That's going to be one of the, the, the key components in my estimation. The run game is going to be the run game, but when it's time for us to start airing it out, got to make sure that our quarterbacks are going to be, are going to be kept clean. Um, secondly, number 55, and I always screw this young man's name up, so no disrespect to this young man, Olu. 
all the, all the, yeah, yeah, help me out. Somebody help me out. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that name. Yeah, number, yeah, him, yeah. that guy, uh, number fifty. But he's a beast, though. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm what, I, what, what's really funny for me, even as I'm articulating this presently, it takes me back to Tishmanga Biaka Batuka. Mm-hmm. Imagine when he first got here. I blocked for Tim, and you know nobody knew how to pronounce that kid's name. But based off the level of performance, it rolled, oh, it started to roll off the top. Right, right, you know, to the point where they called him touchdown Tim, right? Mm-hmm. So again, based off of the off of this young man's performance, I'm definitely expecting for his last name to to roll off the tongue a little bit more eloquently um, as I just tried to get that out. But again, talking about this young man's uh, pedigree, his resume uh, transfer from the University of uh, Virginia, mm-hmm. where he was a starter. All ACC, All American honors. Mm-hmm. So this guy comes in with a wealth of experience. Obviously, his talent level is there. Um, the Michigan Wolverines are fortunate to bring this guy into the folds, bring him into the Wolverine den, if you will. So definitely looking for a high level of leadership for this from this young man, and especially playing center because that's that's basically your the center is you got a quarterback that's one A. The center is like quarterback one B, um, if not the smartest guy on the field. Um, everybody wants to talk about the quarterback. Now you got to look at the center position. So definitely got high hopes for that young man. Zach Zenter, number 65, 6'6", 320. He's um, been a three-year starter, two-time Big Ten um, honors. So, again, another wealth of, of experience, you know, plenty of snaps, um, obviously highly regarded by his peers and coaches. So I got three guys right now that are going to set the tone. Um, I'm looking to see who are going to be the other two offensive linemen we bring in to 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 finish off that group hopefully looking for a high level of cohesiveness and a, a synergistic bond between those five guys up front because again as I've always said not only when I played but I still believe this to to this day wherever it was in which I played as your offensive line goes so goes your team now I just got to back up uh what you were saying Thomas uh the center you know our quarterback, whether it's McNamara McCarthy, Blake Corum, or Donovan Edwards. We'll build strong up the middle. And now with Ronnie Bell back, we're solid on the outside. So that means we got everything covered. So that means that we can uh, adjust to fight styles. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing about it. So that spotlight, you, you touched on Ronnie Bell earlier. I'm going to touch on uh, on the kid, Donovan Edwards. Man, hell of a running back, brother, that can catch the ball out the backfield. But he reminds me of a Jermanga Biakamatuga. You know, that same type of running style. Mm. You look at it. But uh, like I said, his hands—that's where it's at. Because when he was in Bloomfield, you know, he could have easily came out of high, came out of high school as one of the top receivers in the country. You know what I'm saying? But you could tell in the spring game that he still had that that, that explosive. He had more explosiveness. That's you know a little bit more mature. He was looking at reading holes a little bit better. You know, and uh, I think that he'll be dominant, man. I think that he might even uh make first team big 10 if not all american issues. and you know and that was and i just want to just piggyback on that real quick mm-hmm. i think that's one of the the key issues issues is not the right word one of the key components and, and additions to this michigan wolverine team mike hart yeah. you know yeah. um having the opportunity um i've known mike for a long time and mm-hmm. having the opportunity to bring a guy like mike in and i think that was one of mike's greatest attributes as a running back was his vision was Mike the fastest. No, Mike was a quick guy, was able to see the hole, see hole, mm-hmm. get through hole. Um, I think in years past in, in recent years past with some of our running backs, they did lack some vision. 
um, where, you know, definitely we could have had some bigger gains on, on, on some run plays. But uh, we are, I'm, in my opinion, we are getting better with that. But now, again, it goes back to the big kids up front. How do you have good vision as a running back? I move everybody the hell up out the way so you can just see everything and go get it. Chris, Chris Evans wore glasses like this thick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, I, what you just said is real, man. You know, it's yeah. real. it all starts up there, man. Like I said, I spoke with Zenter uh, a little while ago, a couple weeks ago, and he said the same thing. He said this has been the best offensive line that he's played with. And that's a big deal, especially with last year with them road graders and how they dominated the uh, line of scrimmage last year. We got to see that again. But is is Donovan Edwards built to replace the production of Haskins? You know, Haskins came along. That that career progressed. I have to, you know, I have to say, you know, from that sophomore to to that senior, you know, it was a progression that he was the bell cow last year. You know, not not very good out the backfield catching the rock, but I see Tom Selfish can be that same type of guy. What what's key for me, and and I love the fact that you touched on on the the uh the fact that able to catch the ball out the backfield. So now not only am I a running threat, I'm also a receiving threat, which is also with having that those capabilities, what does that do to your play action, play action pass game right there, right? Okay, um, you know, definitely coming through, selling the run. Next thing you know everybody's, you know, plugging up inside. We hit any of our talented wide receivers. Or with that being said, you know, we're looking at the run play, whatever the case may be, and let this guy sneak out to some open space. And I think that's the biggest thing right now. What I'm really looking forward to is to look at the athleticism Mm -hmm. of our quote-unquote skill guys because we all know who the real skill guys are. But anywho, I digress. Uh, All that to be said, um, it's going to be fun. You know, watching Michigan football in, in, in years past, for me, especially as a former player and, and a lot of, you know, my teammates, it was stressful. You know, you, you definitely, it was like, what were we going to get today? Last year was actually a, a pretty fun experience. It was like, it was entertaining. You still had the stress levels, but I think our confidence level was definitely a lot higher as far as our ability um to believe that, yeah, we were going to pull this off, this, you know, this was going to be a successful campaign. So that's one of the really cool things which I'm looking forward to this year as far as just being able to enjoy watching Michigan uh, football and not surviving watching Michigan football. That's right. Hey, preach, brother. Preach. (laughs) You just spoke for all these fans around the whole country. (laughs) Yeah, man. But when is it going to happen? So here's the one thing that I haven't heard you guys say anything about. You tap toed around it. The quarterback situation. I was coming on that. Yeah, yeah. So you know, he, to it. You gotta say. he did say something about getting an open space. He said he called them skill players, but you, you also have to put McCarthy in as a skill player as a runner. You know what I'm saying? Big time, because like we talked, we spoke about that before, you and I. One thing about McCarthy and him being predictable is that every time you got in the game, you ran a read option. You know, and he kept it. And then he kind of got punished. He kind of got punished in that Georgia game. They knew it was coming. And, you know, you had linemen just as fast as him. You know what I'm right. saying? Didn't switch right. up or anything. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they, uh, they have to do a, a better job at that. Keeping them honest and keeping them balanced. Creativity is going to be key for us right now. And, again, I, I can't do nothing but echo what was just uh, so eloquently articulated just then is the fact that with J.J., in my opinion, you still got to remember this kid's got an ego. 
And this kid came here to play quarterback at the University of Michigan. So don't just use me as an extra running back. Give me the opportunity to to lead the team. Let me be the field general. Let me sling that that ball around. Hey, I got an arm. You brought me here for a reason. If you wanted me to play running back, honestly, either make me a running back or go get another running back that you wanted. But at this particular point in time, I'm a quarterback who can run. I'm not a runner who, who can play quarterback. Let's be clear. Now, when we start talking about McNamara, I like I like that individual as well. Mac does a a good job of managing games. Is he's that is he the guy in which I completely want to hang my season on? The jury's still out on that. But with that being said, still a very capable, very experienced uh, uh, quarterback, and he's well respected within the team. So even where what my perceptions may be as a lack of skill set, maybe, but those other three intangibles are huge, right? And so if he's got those other three intangibles, he has those has the rest of the team believing in him and getting that coaching staff to believe in, in his skill set and what he brings to the table, I think he's going to be successful. What I did hear was, and it's going to be real interesting to see how things play out, is is that McCartney's supposed to be starting uh, the first game of the season mm-hmm. with, uh, mm-hmm. with uh, McCartney uh, coming back the second game. Yeah, so game. it's going to be inter- right in, in week two. So what's going to be interesting to see is based off of how each individual quarterback plays, let's say it's neck and neck. What's going to be the determining factor going into week three? Who's going to be my, my starting quarterback? Because again, as, as a guy that's used to protecting quarterbacks, I like having that one guy. Like this is the guy who we got now. I'm cool with having the other guy there, but that's because my number one guy went down. There's something to be said about the cohesiveness and and the 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 interaction in which you have with your quarterback, right? It's not like playing defense where you're just you know ring around the rosy, just mitching, right. mismatching guys, just plugging them in wherever you see fit. With this, let distraction right because that's always going to be something in which hell we're talking about it right now okay so from the media aspect and it wasn't like when i played you got twitter and you got tiktoks and grams and facebooks and all of these different um platforms in which people are able to get on their own um their their own stance if you will and start to pontificate um how they feel about this situation and trust and believe, oh, well, we're just to block all that stuff out. Easier said than done. Again, ladies and gentlemen, we are dealing with adult men, but these guys are still young men. Hell, even professionals don't do a really good job at blocking out that white noise. Yeah, because that's what I was going to ask you. Like, to start one quarterback week one and then to start the other quarterback week two. I mean, I understand it's early in the season, but how does that go in a locker room? You, you kind of touched on it right there. Like you said, you want to have – one guy and you know that that's your guy you know it's cool right. to have the other guy but you want to know who, who the guy is so i'm just wondering right. how is that going to play out through the season because it seems that they both deserve to play but i don't know how long you can continue on with both of them playing i don't know i mean it's a great dilemma to have <laughs> right. but at the same point in time too let's like i said i don't want to mess with the mental aspect of my quarterback i want my quarterback whoever my number one quarterback is going to be to be locked in now if you want to go and say well you know let's get k this year um he's the older guy and uh jj you got another year after that 
But as you see, this is not like it was back when I played where there's that, that overall long-lasting team loyalty where guys are with the portal and everything else where guys are like, hey, I got to go get my money, you know? Mm-hmm. So if I have an opportunity to go out here and get my shine on somewhere else, still at a high level of competition, then why wouldn't I not take my talents to uh, someplace else where I know um, I have a, a better shot at being a starter to go out there and show my wares because let's let's talk about brass tacks. The game of college football right now is a business. It is a business in a sense with the NIL. It is a business in a sense for these young men to change the the uh, generational financial trajectory of their of their families, right? For those <laughs> that are lucky enough to, to get to get to the next level. So mm-hmm. does it make sense for these kids to stick around and, and ride at the bench? two, three years hoping to have a breakout junior senior year to hopefully get a shot to go to the next level. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see. And I think those are going to be some of the key components that we're going to have to uh, monitor to see how that plays out. Because again, um, you touched on it, that definitely can have an effect in your locker room. Cause you're going to have some guys that are going to be, you know, team K you're going to have some guys going to be team JJ. Right. That's and true. that's, that's when those little bitty cancer cells start growing and then now all of a sudden you know it's metastasized throughout the body of the team and now you're dealing with something else that you never thought you were going to have to deal with at the beginning of the season and to bring back that uh you know one thing about you know what you were saying about this generation uh a lot of them aren't coming to michigan and talking about that exquisite degree you know jj mccarthy He's coming here to play football in the NFL. Don't right. turn this kid into Tate Forcier 2.0, Shea Patterson 2.0. Let that kid play. You know, right? Take it. Hey, he, he's a risk taker. He's a gambler for sure. You know, but in order to make that jump and really compete against those those uh those top four teams, once once we get there again, he's gonna have to be the guy. Oh, definitely. You got to have a level of swagger about yourself and, and, and especially once we get out of the 10 and start looking at it on a more national level, you have to, I want a quarterback that's going to be able to do those things that when I'm in the huddle and it's getting tight. And as we used to say, it's nut cutting time. When I'm looking at quarterback's eyes, he's like, let's go boys. I got you. Yeah. Right. That, Not only that, 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 that dual threat opens up that playbook. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. You know, if I got a and, and the biggest thing with JJ that I'm concerned about seeing is when you talk about his risk taking, don't lose me the game by trying to do too much. Show me a mastery of the offense and then let your your skill set, your athleticism come to the forefront. But don't let your ego or your hubris, if you will, get in the way of you making the smart play, because there's something to be said about uh, for show money instead of Samoa money. Uh, so here we are fellas no more talk no more anticipation no more hype videos all of that it's week one colorado state's coming here to the big house they finished uh three and nine last year i think two and six in the mountain west so right how are you expecting this game to go guys we'll start with rob all right i need a dog fight I need a dog fight till the middle of the fourth quarter. Because I need to see what we just said, how this plays out. 
Last year, we didn't get to see this kid play any game. We didn't get a chance to see if he's a big risk taker, if he's going to throw that ball away, you know, if he's going to protect, if he's going to rise to the occasion. Uh, we never seen him under pressure. We need to see him in a dogfight. We need to see him control the game, control the team in that huddle, like you just said, get out of, get out of trouble situations early, keep his composure, and then once Harbaugh is ready to open up and spread that bad boy around, he does that too. Ball control. Let's keep the ball on the ground. Keep tumbling. Keep keep rumbling. Keep three yards in the in the crowd of dust. Middle of the fourth quarter. Well, beginning of the fourth quarter, and then open it up. Let's see if the kid can really you know close that game up on the big stage. Well, give me a score now. Give me a score. Come on. Forty-one, twenty-three. Michigan Wolverines. Go blue. All right, Thomas. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go forty-two, fourteen. What the the big thing which I'm looking for right now is our offensive line ability to let's go out here and bully these guys. Yeah. I want to see these big boys up front go out there and be bullies for fourth quarters, for four quarters, pressing the gas continuously. I want to see there to be a noticeable drop-off in the amount of want-to by the Rams to engage with the five Wolverines up front, six including the tight end. And that was one of the big things um, last year talking about uh, our tight end play. Our tight ends, in my opinion, are slow wide receivers, still very athletic. The one thing I want to see is their improvement uh, within their run-blocking game. Um, Getting your head in there, proper positioning, and finishing blocks, you know. So – that's what I'm expecting to see. I don't expect to see a lot of, of intricacy within our play calling on either side of the ball. Um, it being the first game of the season, um, unless for some odd reason it does get a little tight, we may have to go a little bit deeper in, in the playbook than what we want to, but hopefully that will not be the case in point. We can keep it real vanilla and not give other teams a whole bunch to look at. But at the same point in time, like Rob alluded to, let's get those quality game reps and see what both these guys are going to bring to the table. I am expecting to see both Kate and JJ get some, you know, some meaningful clock in there. But uh, like I said before, this should be an opportunity for uh, the big fellows on both sides of the ball. The defensive line, that, that front seven, too. Let's come out here and get some work. Let's get after it because that's going to be another key component, too, if we're talking about repeating is everybody's going to look back and say, well, there's no more Aiden. Um, there's no more – his name escapes me right now. 56, I believe his number was, the other Russian we had. That's, um, that's not Graham, is it? Oh, oh. Is it Ojabo. 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 Yes, yes, yes. We don't have a, we don't have an Ojabo. So who are going to be, you know, these two stalwart uh, defensive linemen that's going to step up for us this year that's going to create havoc in the backfield? So that's that's going to be real key for me to see uh, coming up this Saturday. You know, again, you've been practicing, you've been doing this, everybody's been patting you on the back, but at the end of the season, at the end of the season, ladies and gentlemen, you got to remember this: you ended your season on a loss right. on the biggest stage. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you? What have you done to rectify it? How will you come out 
and show the country that even though we did take an L against those Georgia Bulldogs, the Wolverines are still in the fight. We're ready to come out here and get this work, and we're ready to come out here and show you guys we are still going to be a prominent piece of the conversation on that national scene. Hey, hey, now real quick, I, I am a hardball disciple. One thing he reminds me of uh, Angelo Dun uh, Angelo Dundee. You know his with styles make fights, and he does not deviate from the game plan too early. You know what I'm saying? I see that he sticks to his game plan. I gotta, I, I love that about him. Sometimes you know to his uh to liability of everybody else, but I think he'll do good this season. We don't know what we're gonna get with Gaddis with our Gaddis leaving though. Uh, we have a new offense coordinator. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's see what type of system we run. That uh, that Josh Gaddis uh, offense was getting pretty prolific. You know what I'm saying? He can do whatever he wanted to in it. You know, so they were able to go from one style of offense to another style of offense the next season and be just as efficient. You know, so let's see well, what we get to. It's all about trust. You know, coaches are – expected to trust us to go out as players to go implement the game plan. What I need for Jimmy to do is to have enough trust in his assistant coaches to go out there and implement the game plan. And whatever that may be, if I'm seeing that whatever worked this week, but based off a of film study, if that what we did last week is not going to be conducive to our uh, upcoming opponent, as you said, style makes game, style makes fights. Let sure. me switch up the style because at the end of the day, nobody's really going to come down on me as the assistant coach. It's going to be the kids. And let's continue to put our kids in the most advantageous position possible to go out there and be successful. Anybody but Southpaw. Yeah, so for me, this is my favorite time of the year. You know, starting the Michigan football season. I'm an Ann Arbor resident. I love to just go out on the golf course, have a good time in the morning, walk across mm -hmm. the street and watch a good old game. And it's a great experience for me being there as a fan. So I can only imagine like what it's like to be a player running out that tunnel. So I got to ask you, Thomas, do you have any, uh, you have any memories, anything you could share with us about opening day season? Over? Before, before, before you go, Thomas, because uh, if I feel this way, watching it on TV. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ooh, I, I mean, you know, I, I would say this and it's a little anticlimactic. Uh, as a freshman, redshirt freshman coming in, still, uh, I probably had just turned 18 because um, I'm a September baby. It was definitely all of that, you know, 100 plus thousand people being around the boys. You got your whole team being in that locker room, that level of excitement, like, you know, as, as a young high school kid, being able to or being blessed to to play D1 football. At, at, at the University of Michigan, it was huge for me. And, you know, I, I told the story several times, but it's still funny to me. Uh, I believe that first game was against Oklahoma State. We're coming out, and, you know, as we're walking out the locker room, you're, you know, we're hitting the sign-ups up top, you know, those who stay. And we're running out and coming down to the tunnel in the M Club. We got the banner. And anybody that knows me knows that Thomas Gwines has never been a great leaper. I was a wrestler in high school. I think the last time I played organized football, uh, basketball, I was like in the fourth grade. So at this, on this particular day, um, I, I like to say I have a wallet vertical, like literally a bifold wallet. That's as high as I get up on this particular day. The football gods is like, yeah, we're going to give you a little extra boost, but nobody told me that that banner 
was was drawn as tautly as it was. Fellas, when I tell you I got half my arm up there and you had 312 pounds running full speed and it was like, and the rest of me kept going forward and I'm in the middle of the pack right now. I'm just like, don't be the guy that causes big pileup as we're coming out for the first game of the season. That's not a good look. That's not what you want to be remembered as. But the good Lord above in his infinite wisdom and mercy saw fit for me to pull it together. I was catching a cramp in my low back and everything because I had so much momentum going forward and I'm fighting everything in my posterior chain to bring my body back up with my lower body. I saved it. I saved myself from that level of calamity. But um, as the years progressed mm-hmm. and I was a three and a half year starter, really it, it that kind of just became a formality. That, that's what we did um, was focused on the job at hand because as a starter, you know, I started all four positions on the offensive line, but center. Um, you, you feel a level of pressure because, again, like I said, working with those five guys, you don't want to be the weak link in the chain. You don't want to be that guy that I, I remember us playing Virginia and the uh, pigskin classic. And it was like eight million degrees out there. And we were behind. We had Scotty Dreisbach as our quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I'm playing right tackle at the time. And, uh, I, I can't think of the guy's name, but he was like 6'8", um, played for the Raiders for several years. Him and I ended up being teammates over in uh, NFL Europe. But we were battling all day, and we're in the two-minute drill. And like I said before, I can see now, okay, this is all we're doing is throwing the rock because we had to get six to win the game. And coming through, when I go back and watch that film sometimes, it was like a couple of times I got lucky. And uh, other times I was like, yeah, that, that was that was great pass protection right there. And luckily for us, you know, Scotty drives through that pass. Merck caught that in the northeast end zone and got that one foot down, and we won the game. So, you know, I've been on that side of it, and I've been on the other side, the Colorado game, with uh, the catch in the south end zone. Yeah. So, um, it's you know, all that to be said – there's a myriad, a plethora of emotions that you run through. And especially it is what's funny for me was to experience, then to come back as a former player and watch the maturation process emotionally um, when it came out to, uh, to, to take in the field. Hey, just to back you up, that Colorado game hurt me more than Appalachian game. Man, heartbreaker. That oh, game right man. there for me. Yeah, because of the fact I was a starter. I was a starting right guard in that game. The App State game didn't really hurt me. And the reason why I say this, App State had players, had a team that if they would have had the grades or whatever their issues were, all of those guys were D1 at, were like, you know, top D1 athletes. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry, bro. We had like seven first rounders, that possible first rounder that year. At the big house, I can't. no, no. <laughs> no, the Colorado was the bigger, was the bigger heartbreaker. I, I remember watching that game. I might have been like 12 yeah. watching that game on the TV and just like that sinking Stop film. And that was, old, yeah. Hey, I start having uh, flashbacks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and what was crazy about that is, is that that, that was that game right there for that, that season that hung over us all year. You know, we won some games. We, you know, we we did our thing, and we went eight and four, I believe. Sure. But uh, that that game definitely that messed with the whole 
mojo of the team that year, and it, that was a funk that we couldn't shake. Mm. The, the Westbrook, uh, Rashad Salam, Cordell Stewart, they had a squad, boy. Yeah, they, they had some bodies there, mm. but, you know, mm. like I said, there was no reason why we should have lost that game. I'm not going to put blame on anyone, um, but I've always said this, prevent defense prevents you from winning. Mm. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, what do you play? What do you play? I'm sorry. I know we got to get out of here. But what do you play on the last last couple seconds of the game? What was it, 60 yards up? 70 yards up? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess my thing is this. When you got a quarterback, and, I, and that's when you got to go back and understand um, the capabilities of that quarterback, Uh-oh. did we know that Cordell could throw the ball that far? No. Not do it, yeah. No, no. So you know, like I said, I'm not putting blame on anyone. It's just my personal perception. Um, is that at any point in time I could put pressure on you uh-huh. and, and make you uncomfortable in the, in that in that part of the game in those last few seconds, the more advantageous it is for us as a team. And come to find out, we didn't know we can kick either. <laughs> All yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let it go. Right. <laughs> Oh man, well there you have it, guys. That is our uh, our debut episode of Under the Wing Helmet. I think it was a great show. Let us know what you think, man. You can follow us on our Instagram, Facebook, all the socials, things like that. We'll be back next week where we uh, recap the game from Week One and start talking about Week Two. For hey. Thomas Gwines, Rob Penn, and Kyle Simmons. Thanks for watching. Go blue. Go blue. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.